It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Welcome to the newest edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast. John Schmelk with you. This week, the voice of the Giants, Bob Papa, will interview all three New York Giants coordinators. Offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, defensive coordinator Don Wink-Martindale, and special teams coordinator Thomas McGahey. We'll start with him today. As a reminder, first, you can find the Giants Huddle podcast on the Giants mobile app, Giants.com slash podcast, all your favorite podcast platforms. And, of course, check out all the episodes of the Giants Huddle. All those episodes with these interviews will be dropping this week. And if you haven't checked it out, the Giants do have a brand-new podcast. You'll find it on the Giants Huddle feed. But please, go subscribe to the Draft Season podcast. It's on its own podcast feed. Make sure you go check it out. It basically is myself, Tony Pauline, Eric Crocker, talking draft prospects. Not a focus on the Giants, but on all the draft prospects in general. Episodes this week, we'll start going through our top fives at each position. Make sure you check that out, too. All right, let's get to the interview at hand. The voice of the Giants, Bob Papa, spoke to Giants special teams coordinator, Thomas McGahey. And we are pleased to be joined by the special teams coordinator of the New York Giants, Thomas McGahey. Not a stranger to this building or this facility, or even this studio, how important was it for you to be able to come back and be a part of Coach Dable's staff? You know, first things first, you know, this organization has been really good to me and my family. Uh, I'm a giant for life. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been great to me, and I, I, I couldn't wait for the opportunity. You know, I interviewed other places, but couldn't wait for the opportunity to come back and, uh, and try and build something special here with Coach. Did you have a relationship with Coach Dable prior to this? You know, I didn't. Uh, you know, it was one of those deals where after I talked to him on the phone, I felt really comfortable with him. Uh, he felt comfortable with me, and uh, I wanted to come back. So that's, that's kind of how it happened. Your track record as a special teams coordinator is top shelf. Uh, you get rave reviews around the league wherever you've been. You've been a part of a Super Bowl championship here. One of those Lombardi trophies uh, has your name on it in that lobby. Can you talk a little bit about sort of the fabric of this organization and that culture that Coach Dable and Joe Shane wants to reestablish because you know what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a charter franchise. You're talking about 1925, and uh, this franchise has been here for a long time and it's had a lot of success. And uh, you have a lot of pride when you walk in that lobby and you see those trophies. And uh, just to know that your name's on one of them, you really understand uh, what it takes, the commitment, the pride uh, that the city takes in the organization. And uh, it's it's exciting to be a part of it. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, every morning when you get up, you know, it's not a I got to, it's I get to. And everybody doesn't have that opportunity when they get up and go to work to be a part of something special. And uh, this place is special. Uh, it's It's been special to me and my family, and I just – I'm super excited about being able to come back and continue uh, to try and help this football team get back to uh, the heights that it's been to before. Longtime sports writer uh, Rick Goslin, who's been covering the NFL for a half a century, uh, he does his special teams rankings at the end of each year. And despite the fact that 2021 did not go the way Giants fans would have hoped, Special teams got a good ranking from Goose. Uh, I think you guys were ranked sixth. What are some of the areas, though, that you want to improve upon with the special teams? Uh, probably the most pressing thing is always net punt. Uh, you know, we, we want to always be in the top ten when it comes to net punt because it affects your field position. And also we want to be more explosive in our return game. 
And I think that's something uh, that we're going to push towards for in this offseason. we got to make sure that, first of all, we, we address those issues uh, with the net punt. And that's a, that's a holistic thing. And that's just not the punter. That's the personnel. That's the gunners. That's the interior players. Uh, address that. And then we also want to make sure, again, that that return game is explosive. One of the luxuries that you've had is Graham Gano, and with the way he has kicked the ball the last couple of years, what makes him so good and that operation so good? You know, Graham is he's experienced. He's a seasoned vet. Uh, he struggled early in his career. When I say struggled, like he had some, some low kicks that were blocked, but he started to figure out. You know, the by the time I ran across Graham again uh, in 2000. 16 with the Panthers, he was just really hitting his stride. Uh, the year before, I want to say he had like four or five game winners the, when they went on their Super Bowl run. So he was just starting to hit his stride. And uh, what makes him special is his consistency and his work ethic. Uh, every day he comes out and he's always working to get himself better on and off the field. Like he's constantly stretching and finding new ways to where he can help recover and preserve his body. Uh, and to, so he can be at uh, at his at his best on game day. So Graham is very very special. The operation, you know, with Riley and Casey, they've done a great job. You know, he doesn't do it by himself. Uh, but Riley's an excellent holder, and uh, Casey is a, is a heck of a snapper. So that battery is is has been pretty good for us over the last couple of years. You know, you have a very interesting job because there's an offensive coordinator, there's a defensive coordinator. You're the special teams coordinator, which means you have to speak to players on both sides of the aisle, so to speak. You've got to deal with offensive guys at all the different positions, defensive guys at all the different positions. And then when there's injuries and the roster gets shuffled, you've got to try to figure out how we're going to handle this. What are some of the things that are most important in dealing with that on a weekly basis? Just being able to make adjustments. Uh, you know, it's just relationships for me. Like I try and create uh, individual relationships with every guy in the room and, and understand what makes them tick. And knowing that, you know, we, we address it at the beginning of the year with the rookies. Like, guys, you guys that are practice squad guys, uh, when they move you up, you're not going to replace Daniel Jones or you're not going to replace Saquon Barkley. You're going to cover a kick. So just understand that's part of it. So embrace it, understand what it is, and when it happens to you, just know that's what you're going to do. You know, they're not bringing you up to start. You're going to be a replacement uh, for the guy who's bumping up and you have to play on the team. So they get it and they understand it. And, they, and, and, it's, a, and it's a mentality like they understand you young guys that are called up. You got to make it happen. And then when guys are shuffled during the course of the week, I tell the media all the time, you know, when I speak to the guys out there, I make gumbo every week. Like me and Blev and, you know, we're, that's what we're going to do. We, we make the gumbo. It might be chicken gumbo. It might be shrimp gumbo. It might just be soup for that week. But it got to taste good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, that part of it, that's, I take pride in that part, being able to make the adjustments on the fly and, uh, and to be able to, to succeed and make things work and help us win games. How important is it, too, to have some of your frontline guys – as leaders with special teams. You know, if you think about this organization, Lawrence Taylor was on special yep. teams for a long time. My broadcast partner, Carl Banks, yep. he was on special teams his whole career. We yep. saw what JPP did, yes. especially early in his career, to have those guys buy in. You know, it, it's, it's really, it's essential. 
you know, because uh, the young guys, especially these young guys coming out of college now, it's, it's such a different game. Most of these guys play no special teams in college, depending on, on what conference they come from. Uh, so they have to understand, like, you don't get to pick and choose what part of the job you like to do. You know, you got to do it all and, and enjoy it. And that's the whole that's how you become a great team. That's how you become uh, a dominant team, because it's everybody, regardless of your quote unquote role, you understand what I have to do to make this team go. And it's it's all hands on deck. Like we need everybody to be great, not somebody. We need everybody. You mentioned earlier uh, about improving the return game as far as explosive plays, whether it's punt return, kickoff return. It goes beyond speed. I mean, you can't just put track guys back there. What makes a good returner in the National Football League? First things first, obviously, you got to have really good hands and uh, and you have to make really good decisions, you know. Obviously, the the thing you want first and foremost is speed, right? A guy that has really good vision, he can make his cuts at full speed, and he's tough, and he's a selfless person, you know. So a lot of times when you're back there as a kickoff returner, uh, there are going to be some times where it's going to be clogged up, and you got to run through the smoke, you know, and and you got to trust it. And uh, a good returner has to be uh, fearless. He ha- he has to be. He has to trust that the guys in front of him are going to do their job. And, uh, you know, and he's got to be a team guy ultimately because, you know, that's a team play. We're creating field position for our our offense. And then we always tell the guys it's the first play of offense. It's kickoff return or punt return. And the most important thing is we got to understand is that we're getting the ball back. So we always got to make good decisions. As you got going in your career, who helped form Thomas McGahee to get to this spot? Uh, man, as a coach, as a coach, I had some really good high school coaches, uh, Coach Damel, Coach Quillen, uh, my two high school uh, football coaches, and Coach Springer, who was my position coach, Jeff Springer. And then uh, I had a high school basketball coach that, who was really instrumental, Nate Gordon. Uh, he pushed me uh, big time. He pushed me when I was a high school basketball player and playing for him as a person. You know, just understanding what it takes to be a winner. And uh, and when I got to college, the, the guy that probably had the biggest influence on me was Frank Gans Jr. And actually, Frank Gans Sr., uh, his dad was one of the guys w- who uh, helped invent those Goslin rankings that you're talking about. His dad was the head coach of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in 1986. And he was actually the first person, the first special teams coach to ever move from special teams coach to head coach. So his son was my big influence in college. And uh, he, he's really the reason, as far as coaching is concerned, is probably why I'm in the National Football League today. And then as your coaching journey continued over the years, who were guys that you really liked to pick their brain? Oh, man. Uh, you know, Keith Armstrong, who's a special teams coordinator uh, in Tampa, is a longtime mentor of mine as far as special teams coaches are concerned. Joe D. Camillus, who was here, who, who got it. Well, I actually didn't get started here, but he was his, his first special teams coordinator job was here with the Giants. So those two guys have been a big influence in my career. And, uh, you know, as far as head coaches, like Coach Coughlin was, you know, was huge in, in my development. Uh, Coach Vermeil was huge in my, my, uh, my development. Uh, it's just been so many guys over the years, the guys that I've worked for. Coach Shanahan, he taught me a lot, you know, being out in Denver. Uh, 
you know, being with Rex Ryan and all those guys just along the way, Ron Rivera. I mean, it's been a lot of guys who've, who've influenced me over the years, and I've been blessed to be a part of a, a lot of good teams and work for a lot of good coaches and good men. Coach, we appreciate a couple Thank minutes. You. I appreciate it. Welcome Thanks, back buddy. or with the remaining with the yeah, New York Giants. Well, good I'll to have it. you. Yep. And let's look for some explosive returns in 2022. That's Giants special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee. We thank him and Bob Papa for this episode of the Giants Auto Podcast. Again, keep your eyes open for those interviews with Mike Kafka and Don Wink Martindale. And one more time, make sure you go check out the Draft Season Podcast. Subscribe to it on its own separate podcast feed. I'm John Schmelk. We'll see you next time, everybody.